Hello and welcome to episode number 64 of the Ride With Me podcast. As always, you are listening with your host, Mafuz Chowdhury. And as excited as I am to wish you all an incredible Monday morning, I am equally as excited to present you the random thoughts of a millennial part four. This sub-episode that I do once every 16 episodes just to add a bit of spice to the mix and I take the random thoughts that are circulating in my head and I pour it into this microphone just to see what comes out of it and the last three episodes have been a lot of fun so I am more motivated than ever to give you yet another one and listeners, I appreciate you for even taking a few minutes out of your day to entertain my random thoughts and I hope that you get some value out of today's segment. Enjoy. The random thoughts and the segment that I want to share with you was actually inspired by a throwback weekend that I just experienced. As I was going through my Spotify playlist, I I came across many songs, many albums that I haven't listened to in a long time. So I decided to take a walk down memory lane and listen to some of these songs just to relive those experiences of what was happening in my life around the time that the song was released. And the one that really stood out to me more than anything else was a song that J. Cole released in the year 2014 called Apparently. And I love this song. There's so much about it that I like and I can go on and on about it. But the one thing that particularly stood out to me that made me play this song on repeat was that first line that J. Cole would say right after the chorus. He would come in and he would say, This is my canvas. And I love the line, I love the fact that he was using canvas as a metaphor for the story that he was about to paint. And over the course of the weekend, as I played the song probably about 46 times, I was very inspired to look at many other things as a canvas. You know, I was changing my perception on things, and I was in a boat party about a couple days ago, and I looked at the Toronto skyline, and I saw our city as a canvas. You know, we go into the city, and we paint a picture with all the actions and decisions that we make. We can also perceive our life as a canvas. We start with a blank canvas, and every year as we grow up, we start adding more and more into this amazing work of art that we call life. And I remember many years ago when I first started putting out content on social media and I was sharing a lot of my harsh truths, a lot of the tough love that I like to share based on my experience, I started getting a lot of anxiety, especially in the first year. I was very worried as I would put content out on social media by this anxiety that would hit me that made me realize that maybe I would offend a lot of people. Maybe this would really bug a lot of people emotionally and it would cause a riot and it wouldn't be great and it would make me look bad. And I started hesitating. I would try to talk myself out of deleting it. There's a lot of different things I would experience every single time I would put out content just based on other people's perception and judgment. But as I started seeing things as a canvas, and now I didn't used to call it a canvas. I can't take full credit for that one. That one is all J. Cole's. But what was really cool for me was to start seeing it from a perspective where although it may be a harsh truth at time, it was my truth. It was my story that I was sharing. It was my canvas that I was painting. So regardless how other people felt about it, they had to accept that it was my truth. Some may strongly disagree with it, and that's okay. It's about sharing my story and the things that I did along the way and everything that goes through my head that adjusts my mindset over the years. So it's important for me to give you the whole story and not just the good. 
I have to give you the bad. I have to give you the realization and things I learned along the way. And that allowed me to paint a perfect picture. And I've been doing it ever since. This podcast is a prime example of that. You know, I said at the very beginning of this episode, I'm just pouring the thoughts into this microphone. And I like to see it as a canvas now, thinking about how I'm painting a picture through all the stories that I'm sharing as I hit record on my mobile device. And that's very exciting to think about it from that perspective. And listeners, if you sh- if you shift your mindset even slightly and start thinking about it per- as a perspective of sharing your truth, as long as it's your truth, there's no reason why you need to be concerned about other people's opinion. Some may not like it. Some may unfollow you or not keep up with you anymore. And that's okay. You want to build a community around your truth. That's where the true value is. And that allows you to share messages that really resonate with the right audience. So I do encourage you to think about it from that perspective. Now, as we're doing a throwback moment, I called this a throwback weekend for another reason, which was which came out of a conversation that I had with a few friends of mine as we were sharing stories of what we were like when we were back in high school. And I shared a very embarrassing truth. And I realized that I've actually never shared this publicly, probably because it was an embarrassing truth. But I want to share it in today's episode because there was a really pivotal point in this time in my life that actually made a huge difference even for me today. And this was around the time where I was 17 to 18 years old. And I was actually part of a three-person rap group. You heard that right, three-person rap group. And what we used to do was just get together, hit record on the microphone, and just spit out some rhymes, you know, put uh, put it behind an amazing beat that we would find online. No expectations, really. We weren't trying to make a career out of it. We just enjoyed it. There was a lot of music we were listening to at that time that inspired us. This was around the time where Kanye West's career was really taking out, and his style really inspired mine. So I would do a lot of songwriting around that time, and we would record it. And I remember going through a phase where I used to wear an ex- extra long, extra large T-shirt, rather, when I probably should have been wearing a medium in high school it was kind of a phase that I was going through and thank God those photos never made it onto social media and I hope I never come across it because I may have to just for the sake of sharing the truth now during those years I was putting out a lot of music not really thinking anything out of it and to my surprise I was contacted by an A&R of a major record label he was a massive individual he's done a lot of great things in his career and he was solely responsible for recruiting artists to the record label that had potential to make them a lot of money and he was actually someone that just retired he was leaving the game because he did well for his life and he was moving on but as he was just enjoying music and trying to find some new artists to add into his playlist he happened to come across ours and he really liked what we what he heard I wouldn't say we were great, but I think he liked the lyrics more than anything else. You know, the pre-marketing Mufus came out where I was still able to do storytelling and copywriting, but I wasn't doing it in a marketing perspective. I was doing that more for my lyrics. And it was really interesting with the way that he approached us by simply providing us with tips in order for us to get signed by a record label. And he was talking about how the songwriting was where the talent really was. He said we were okay at rapping, but he thought we had potential. And he said that our lyrics could actually earn us a lot of money. And he gave us some tips in how we can achieve that. 
And then we sent an email back to him just showing gratitude, not really expecting anything, but we appreciate that he took his time. I also spent some time doing some research and Googling him to find out more about him. And I was stunned by how big he was in the record label game. Now, after a few back and forth emails, what he decided to do was actually recommend us to his record label that he used to work for. And he said that the record label would be really interested to represent a South Asian rap group because that's something that they haven't really entertained around that time. And he was very interested in giving us a recommendation so that the record label would take us a bit more seriously. He also pointed out that there was another record label or another rap group in California that they were entertaining as well, that they thought they were pretty good. But he said, if I may be honest, I think you guys are better. So I really want you guys to step it up and get a demo CD out to us so that I could put a note on top of it and your chances of getting signed by this record label will skyrocket. Part of me was still in doubt. I had hesitations. I was worried that this might be a fake email. Um, This might be some of our friends from high school that were trolling us. So I wasn't quite committed. But after doing a lot of my research, I knew this was the truth. But part of me was still had that doubt that it just wasn't going to work out. I wasn't even trying to get into the music game. I wasn't sure if this was for me. So I kind of just sidelined it. And me and my two buddies, we spent a lot of time talking about putting our demo CD together. But we took so long. We took maybe two months to just get four tracks completely ready to go and ship it out to the record label. We were so obsessed with getting it right. We knew that the record label would be listening. So we spent a lot of time redoing, retaking, re-recording everything that we could do in order to get it done. And during those two months, he sent an email out asking what that demo CD was. He said he was disappointed that we weren't as excited as he was because he said that there's many music artists out there that would die for this opportunity, yet we weren't taking it seriously. So after two months, um, an important moment in my life occurred where my grandfather passed away and it kind of turned me away from doing anything in life. I kind of went through a very depression phase that I wasn't proud of and it made me slow down on taking advantage of this opportunity. And it was interesting how life just lined up that way where I was in the mosque doing a prayer for my grandfather and one of my friends who was also part of the rap group was there in the mosque with me and immediately after we finished our prayer he pulled out his phone and he shared an email with me from that A&R from the record label that said I am no longer interested to work with you you guys are not serious enough and I'm gonna move on and sign that California artist and it broke my heart you know going through a depression mode as it was it wasn't easy to accept So I went to a spiral of emotions that I just couldn't really handle and it was very hard for me to take and I didn't have a good emotional grasp around me like I do now. So I was going through a breakdown and I looked back on that email and I looked back at all the emails that he sent and I decided at that moment because I slept on my opportunity, because I didn't take advantage of it and do something about it, I decided what I was going to do is take that email thread and put it into a folder and save those emails so that every time that I look back, I can always remember this being that moment that reminds me how bad I lost an opportunity because I took my sweet time and didn't take advantage and didn't take action. And that is the one pivotal moment that I continuously look back in order to motivate me to continue doing great things and not losing out on opportunities, always taking action and not letting either my obsession of perfection 
or the fact that things aren't lining up or circumstances that are ha- happening in my life, I am no longer letting these factors affect me. And it's something that I put away in a folder so that I could revisit over and over again. You know, about a week after that, um, I heard the news about a new artist being signed, a new rap group. And about a month or two after that, I saw a music video of that California South Asian rap group releasing their first single. And, you know, I got to agree with them. I actually thought we were much better. Um, and I don't know where the career went off, but I wish them the best of luck. But it was them that took the opportunity to do something about it. And although they, I wouldn't say they had the best talent, you know, as the A&R said, he thought we were a better group. They're the one that took action and they're the one that got the benefits of all the great things that happens as a result of signing with the record label. So there's an interesting story that I haven't shared before in my life. Um, it wasn't until I shared it with my friends uh, over the course of the last weekend that I decided that I wanted to publicly share that. It's a big moment in my life that I think will always stay in the back of my mind of how much it hurt that I lost an opportunity as a result of not taking action. And now more than ever, I'm always fired up to take action whenever I see an opportunity. And it has shown me over and over that this works. You know, this works more than anything. Like surprise, surprise, you take action when there's an opportunity and good things will happen. It shouldn't be news, but you'd be amazed with how many opportunities are missed every single day due to people not taking action. So listeners, I want to wrap it up with those two stories that I want to share with you. And hopefully it changes your perception a little bit in one of the two areas. Number one, from the idea of painting your own canvas, having your own perception and sharing your own truth and not worrying about how other people feel about your truth as long as you keep it real. And the second part of how badly I missed out on a big opportunity that could have taken me through a completely different side in my life. You know, I don't know if it would have been better. I'm very happy with where I am right now in my life, so I don't regret it necessarily. I think it was just a bad decision that I made, but I don't look back at it as a opportunity that ruined me. It, I just look at it as a moment that made me realize that I need to stop sleeping on opportunities and actually take advantage of it. Listeners, thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed my couple random thoughts of the day, and I wish you an incredible start to the week. We'll speak again soon on the episode on Wednesday. Take care.